Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. When the stars came crashing down in tiny pieces to the ground, I was all alone down here, trapped beneath the atmosphere. Then I thought somebody called my name, spun around and caught a flame.
think you learned it. You're the light. <laughs> oh, man. Good morning. Again. <laughs> Today's an awesome day, even though it's snow outside. I'm sure the little kitties would have liked the snow during Christmas, but I liked it the way it was. God be with me. Thank you so much for being with me. Okay. So, I, I like to start off with something kind of cute, a little cute joke. And I heard this uh, cute little joke about these uh, two little boys who were going to their grand, who were spending the night at their grandmother's house. They were four and six years old. And when they were getting ready for bed, their, mom, their grandmother said, now remember to say your prayers before you go to bed. And they were like, okay. So the youngest one is, gets down on his knees and he starts yelling, God, I want a puppy. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for a PlayStation. God, I, and he's yelling and yelling. And his brother goes, hold on, hold on. What are you sitting here yelling for? God can hear you. God's not deaf. He said, yeah, but grandma is. <laughs> so we know who he was really praying to, don't we? Today, I want to speak on the theme, release it. And uh, let me turn it to release it. And this is powerful for us because for the month of December, we've been going through our journey of our journey into ascension of Christ. And we've been talking about how the deeper you go in the consciousness of Christ, the higher you ascend in consciousness inside yourself. And so when we did our New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Eve, sorry, our Christmas Eve ceremony, we had this beautiful light ceremony, right? Wasn't it beautiful in here? And we prepared ourselves for the birth of Christ. That's awesome. We were celebrating the day that Jesus was born in this world, Jesus the child, the Christ child. But we were also preparing ourselves to move into and give birth to a higher and deeper awareness of the Christ within ourselves. That's what the birth of Christ represents metaphysically and spiritually. It re represents the birth of moving into a higher expression of who you are in Christ. And we held on to an idea that night on Christmas Eve, and then we agreed on Christmas Day that we would walk into that expression and be that expression throughout the day and for the rest of, and actually for the rest of the year will be perfect too. And I was walking in that as well. I was walking in total faith and total trust that God would hold my heart, hold my mind, and keep me peaceful because, you know, last week I lost, I don't say I lost my sister. We don't say we lost her because we know that as long as we hold her in our heart, she's alive, and we're going to forever hold her in our heart, so she's going to forever be alive. However, she transitioned from being a physical expression of God. It was so awesome so when I read her obituary, I was like, woo-wee, sister girl, I didn't know you did all that. There's a lot to live up to. And I was the big sister. But she moved away to Saginaw years ago, 26 years ago. Actually, going on 27 years ago. And she was the first one to actually move away from home out of the five of me and my sisters and brothers. And she actually paved a way for all of us to move away and know we're going to be okay. My mom was very overprotective, and she thought if we left, we'd get hurt. I was supposed to go to Michigan State when I graduated from Cass, and my mom was like, you're going to get up there, you're going to have an asthma attack, and then nobody's going to be there. I was like, okay, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go. 
However, my sister didn't let anything hold her back, and she did. She soared in life, and throughout cancer, she released the fear of it, and she stepped more strongly into the faith and the trust of God. The scripture that always stuck with me with my sister is, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because she walked away so, and walked around so happy and bubbly, you never even knew that she had cancer, breast cancer. You never even knew it. And it wasn't until the last minute when she moved into a coma that she released being happy and smiley and bubbly because she was asleep with God. She was peaceful, though. She was still peaceful. So as we let go, now see, that's something for this year that I'm going to release. And it's not my sister. It's the anger of not being able to be there when she transitioned. It's the anger of feeling that I wasn't able to say goodbye. That's my release. And whatever else God brings to me to release when we do our burning bowl ceremony, I will bring that up. So whatever it is in your lives throughout this year that you want to release, maybe a situation, it may be an emotion, it may be a feeling, whatever it is, when we t- while as I'm talking, let God bring that to you, and you can start jotting it down even before we go into a brief meditation to write it down ourselves. The scripture I want to use today okay, how do I do this? comes from Romans, and it's chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, take a look at the title of this section. It says, A Living Sacrifice to God. When we release whatever's going on in our human side, whatever's holding us back, we're turning it all over to God. My sister Sandy's minister yesterday said that when you turn your life over to God, like fully turn your life over to God, it's none of your business what God does with it. Because you have those moments where you think, why does bad things happen to good people? And he was saying, you know, when something bad happens to somebody you think deserves it, you don't really say anything. You know? <laughs> like, oh, they got, they, they got what they deserve. You know? But in those situations where things like cancer come to people who are loving, like my mother was an awesome woman, and my sister was an awesome, awesome woman. She was a chip off the old block, and I am too. <laughs> but when you have those moments... Why do good things happen to bad people? What happens is it's time to release that thought because if you've turned yourself over, turned your whole life, your whole, it's not just you, it's your whole life, it's your whole everything because God's plan is the best plan for your life. And you become a living sacrifice, which means you sacrifice your ideas on how it's supposed to look. And you let God take over and run it. So it says here, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. It says, let them be a living sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable, not that you will find acceptable. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So what you think is good and acceptable, I promise you God has something even greater in mind. I promise you. 
And when we release our hands from it, let go of it, when we release it, God takes it on. So we, we release it and give it to God. And then we release it to be free. And then we release it to move on to the new. So that is, it says, the next thing it says is, this is truly the way to worship him, to worship God. Jesus said in, um, what, do I have it here? Let me move over. Jesus says in Joseph, it's chap, John chapter 4, and it's verse 24. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in what? Do you know what that really means? It really means that we have to be separate. We have to separate ourselves from what we think is right. From what's going on in the human realm, what's going on in our human mind. We must literally detach from anything going on human, even our bodies, our minds, and our thoughts, and go deep into the spirit realm to truly worship God. To truly worship God. It go inside, and when you go inside, everything that you think on, everything that you be on, everything that you focus on in that moment creates a vibration in us. Is that vibration of God? Is that vibration sacred? Is that vibration holy? So what does it mean to be a living sacrifice to God? Huh. It worked. This is the second part of Romans chapter 12 verses. This is chapter uh, verse 2. It says, let's read this together. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, let's stop there. There's a, in, um, in other versions of this, it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this I love because it tells you what does that verse mean, to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, your mind is where your beliefs are. Your mind is where your thoughts are. Your mind is where your feelings are. Your, and we talked about your words. We talked about how your words are the words that are invisible that you think that run through your mind. You can still hear them going through your mind. And the words that you say, well, the words that go through your mind, the words that you say, the words that you think, they create a vibration in you. And if it's caught up in the human realm, I promise you it's blocking you from being a sacred and holy sacrifice to God. I promise you it's stopping you from letting God do what's best in your life. We are created in the image and likeness of God, but until you actually give yourself to God, you will not be the highest vibration of who you are in the image and likeness of God. Now, let me give you an idea of what I'm saying. Woo to the weak. I was okay at first with the idea that I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to my sister, really. Actually, I was there with her when she was transitioning, but she wasn't, like, conscious where she could say, hey, Kelly, how are you? You know, she was going out. I could see her drifting away, and that is not the best feeling. I have always been her big sister. I've always protected her. She's always called me to pray with her and be there for her. And I felt like I couldn't do that to give her that comfort before she went into the consciousness of knowing that she was going to pass away and be with God. You have those moments of fear. And I saw them on her face. I saw her going through them. But she couldn't hear me telling her it's going to be okay. She wasn't there really. 
So I'm thinking, okay, well, at visitation, her husband's going to have the casket open. We'll be, I'll be able to see her and say that there, you know, say it to her there, silently, by myself with her, you know, talk to her. You know, because you get to go up and you get to have your moment, and then everybody, and then you walk on to the next person. The casket was closed. Oh, my God, I got there. And her husband felt like she didn't look like, you know, presentable, so he decided he'd have it closed. I was mad. I was mad. I was madder than mad. I said again, I was mad. And so I said, okay, well, I'll just ask Sean, can he just, at the end of the visitation, you know, when everybody leaves, maybe me and my, my other sister and my brothers can just sit there and we can maybe look at her, you know, and just say our goodbyes privately or whatever. And so I go up to him afterwards and I guess someone might have told him that I wanted to see my, my sister. So I walk up to him, he goes, and I was holding on to the casket. He's standing right next to it. And he goes, no, we're not opening the casket. I wanted to punch him in his face. <laughs> I was so mad. I just sat down and I screamed and I cried and I cried. I can't say goodbye to my sister. I was so upset. I was so upset. I was so upset. But in that moment, it was blocking me from feeling God. It was blocking me from being an expression of God. It was blocking me from feeling God's peace. It was blocking me from knowing that I am God's child and whom God is greatly pleased, that God is my comfort and my source and my joy and my strength. It was blocking me from doing that. I just felt torture and hell. You know why? Because I had an expectation that the only way to say goodbye to my sister because I didn't see her then was to go up to her body, her lifeless body, and say goodbye and kiss her then. Expectation will block you all the time. Release it and give it to God. Release it and be free. Release it so that you move on into the new. It took me a minute, but that night, and, and my fiance Howard kept telling me like what I tell other people, sometimes you hate when your words come back to you. That's the, that's the struggle between your human and your spirit, the struggle between, I'm like, can I be left alone? But then I felt someone lay on my back, because I was bent like this, and hug me, and kiss my back. And when I sat up, it was my oldest niece, It's not just out of the mouth of babes that you get touched and transformed. It's out of the actions. God used my niece. She's a big sister, too. She knew what I felt. She knew what I felt. And she came over and she touched me. God let her touch me. I felt her on my back, but I felt more than her. I felt God's presence on my back comforting me and saying, let it out, let it out. And Howard was saying that, too. Let it out, release it. She wasn't saying a word. I didn't know who it was at first, but I felt God's presence. When we do this burning bowl ceremony, allow yourself to feel God's presence so that you can let it go. Because sometimes we hold on to things because we're used to holding on to it. And it feels like I don't want to hold on to it. Sometimes some people say it's comfortable being this way. It's not comfortable if you're feeling uncomfortable. It may be familiar, but it's not comfortable. Because you're used to having that does not mean you're meant to have it. You've gotten used to it because we're nervous to let it go. 
When I left out, I walked up to Sean, my, my brother-in-law, and I gave him a hug, and I said, I love you, brother. I'll see you later. I wasn't feeling it, but I knew I had to do it for my sister because that's the way we grew up. That's the way we grew up. And she loved that man. He loved her. They were one. So the other part of her was there because when they married, the two became one. You cannot walk in Christ and go up and be angry. You cannot. I had to let it go. So all that night, I prayed. I prayed. God, I don't know how, but I give it to you. Forgiveness is a huge thing. Because for everything that you think is wrong, you give love to it. Forgiveness. For everything that I thought should have happened, that didn't happen, and I was upset about, I gave love to it that night. And I sat about, I, 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 I talked with Howard and let it out and released the feelings. You have to talk it out. The power of your words release it from you. Now, in unity, we deal with denials and affirmations. That's the fourth unity principle. That's how we align ourselves. We use prayer and meditation, but you also have to use the power of your words. You use denials and affirmations. I denied the power that that expectation had on me that caused me to be angry. It was a fear that I couldn't say goodbye. I released it and denied the power of it. I let it go. For that expectation, I gave myself love. We put ourselves in condemnation when we stay in it. We condemn ourselves. I did not want that. The Memorial Day was the next day. I wanted to go in there. When you do a memorial or any type of sacred service, you're communing. You can't commune if you're not one with God. You know, people have do the, 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 you have the communion service where you take the, the little thing and the little drinky thing and all that. You know what I'm talking about, right? I like say thingy thingy. Yes. Jesus says, if you go to do communion and you have something against somebody, even if that somebody is you, you got to make it right because you're not really in communion. Communion means to be one with the spirit consciousness that's inside of us. And that's why we're doing the burning bowl ceremony. Because when we move into the new year, we're going to move into the new year free of anything that's holding us back from walking into being that higher expression of who we are, being one with it. God knows what it is. God wants to tell us. But if you hold it on to anything, any fear, any worry, any anger, any resentment, anything, any concerns, you're blocking yourself from feeling the light and the joy and the love of God. So in our thinking, it says by changing the way you think. Now, this is what happens. Our beliefs are usually the core of who you are. You know what your beliefs are about by your predominant thoughts. You're probably doubting yourself, always worrying about yourself, always worrying about what somebody else thinks, always doing this, always seeing how, and I used to be a perfectionist, and I was trying to perfect being perfect, and I realized you cannot perfect being perfect, but you can let God perfect you in releasing that which you think is imperfect and be the expression of what God tells you you are. Right? God just gave me the words for that. That's awesome. I don't know what I just said. Uh, in trying to be perfect, what you do is you release all those things that you think are imperfect 
And in the process of doing that, you release yourself out of the way from letting God show you who you are. And in that perfection of becoming who you are, that's where your perfection lies. The process is ongoing. Perfection is ongoing. Sacrifice, Charles Fillmore said, let's read it. God had me going. I didn't open my notes. Thank you, God. Sacrifice is a refining process that is constantly going on in consciousness. That's why Jesus was always praying, always meditating, always affirming. Even when Jesus raised Lazarus up, he said, I know that you're going to do it, but I'm saying this out loud, for, out loud for them because the power of his word spoke to the Christ. Christ spoke to Christ in them to manifest Christ in Lazarus to bring it forth. Does that make sense? You heard the, you heard the uh, phrase, faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. The more you say it, the more you say it, the more you say it, the more you become the vibration of it. That's why we walked in faith when we first started off. Because when you say it and say it and say it, eventually you believe it. You believe it to be so in your life, in, your lo- in you, in your world. You ever heard someone tell you, well, I did. I've heard myself be called dizzy growing up. And then I was just like my grandmother, and they considered my grandmother dizzy. So that was an insult to me. And I heard it enough times to where I started saying it to myself. Bump into something. Oh, yeah, I expected that. I'm kind of dizzy. I had to stop saying that to myself because I started believing it. And when you believe it, you be it, you draw it to you. You be the vibration of it and you you think it. Every time you make a mistake, you think it. And then you be the vibration and you, that vibration attracts law of attraction. And then you attract it in your life. Change your beliefs by changing your thinking. And you change your thinking, you become a higher vibration of who you are. You change and become a new person. We are going to become a new person when we walk into 2019, right? Yes? Yes. Yes. I release and I let go together. I give it to God. I release and I be free. I release and move on to the new. And when we do the, uh, see, the denial is denying the power that it has on you. So what happens is you give it to God and that thought transmutes. You ever heard of alchemy? You do spiritual alchemy every time you change a thought, a higher vibration of what it is. You cannot destroy energy and you cannot create energy. It just is. But you can transmute it and transform it to a higher vibration. We are spiritual beings. And we can master spiritual law to be a spiritual expression in its human form. My sister did that. She went 11 months with cancer. And it was transmuted out of her breast. That's where she was focusing. She was focusing on it in her breast. It left her breast. It, it decreased in her breast when they went to do the surgery. It is shrunken in her breast. She was focused on that and it happened. But it also went to her brain. It was on the right side of her brain. Went to her liver and other parts of her body. So when you pray for other people, for whatever it is that there is their, what they think is an ailment, it seems to be it's an illusion. Pray for the entire vibration of being whole, perfect, and complete. And I tell you what, we got our miracle because my sister is whole, perfect, and complete 
absent from the body is in the presence of God. She does not have to worry, will go through any type of conscious transformation, refining, and sacrifice anymore because she is the full expression of Christ. And I know she would shot straight up to heaven in her consciousness because wherever you are when you leave this physical body, that's where you will be in the presence of God. If you're in fear, you're going to be in hell. You don't got to wait till you pass away to be in hell. You can be in hell right now. When I got to the memorial yesterday, and it was interesting because on the way, I was talking to my daughter, and she was like, yeah, we're up here already. I'm like, okay, that's good. I said, yeah, we had the visitation yesterday, and the castle was closed. Uncle Sean didn't want anybody. I still had a piece of lingering on, wanting to hold on and be angry. And my sister's in the backseat, take a deep breath and let it go. I'm like, I don't have to take a deep breath if I don't want to. I'm fussing at my sister. And I'm thinking, she's always trying to control me, you know, in my mind. You know, she's my baby sister. I should be trying to talk to her, you know. But I'm still praying. You know what, Kelly? That's not loving. That's not God. That's not loving. It doesn't feel right when I'm not being loving. It just does not sit right with me. You know? It doesn't sit right in my stomach. So I said, God, take that away too. Take that away too. When we got to the memorial, no, we were on our way to his house. We got to his house. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How's everything going? It was in peace. I didn't even realize that the transition took place. Transitioning from out of the fear into the love, into just being an expression of God. I was just there. It just moved. When you release it, like you seriously release it and let it go, God will take it on and God will be it for you. And God was it for me. I released and I sacrificed. I became a living sacrifice to God, letting all that was blocking me from being the expression of love for me, for my family, and for him. Can you imagine him living there with my sister all over the place in that house? My heart went out to him. And I was his joy, and it lifted him up. He was still silly and funny, but it shifted. I don't know when it did. From the time I got out of the car, because it was five minutes after I fussed at my sister, that I got out of the car happy. And it's gone. It's gone. There's no anger there. And, now when, and then when I talked to everybody else, it's like, you know what? Sean said her body swelled up to where she did it. My sister wouldn't have wanted us to look that way. My sister was like perfection. Everything, hair in place, every shoe and right, every, everything was perfect. He was honoring what she wanted. He was honoring what she wanted. Who am I to stand in a place of what a husband is honoring for his wife? That's how we grew up, knowing that the sacred contract between husband and wife is important before God. And you do not disrespect that. We grew up that way. And God brought me back to that awareness. And God will bring all of us to wherever we need to stand in the awareness of sacred consciousness of God as we do this burning bowl ceremony. Does that make sense? I release and I let go. Together? I release and I let go. I release it and I let God take it. Together? I release and I let God take it. I release it and I be free. I release it and I be free. Now, when we say I be free, what I mean is you're free from the restrictions of those thoughts now because you're affirming the truth. And when you release today, Allow yourself to be used to the idea of walking without it anymore. Because that whatever it is we hold on to can become a companion. You ever been in a relationship where it was not working, but it took you a minute to let it go? And then even after you let it go, it took you a minute to get used to not having it? 
That's what's going to happen sometimes when we release things. It's not really a part of who we are, but we think it is. So as we prepare to do the burning bowl ceremony, take your papers out. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I left mine over here. <clears throat> if, you, if you know what it is that you want to write, you can write it now. Yes. The rest of that? Yes, yes, yes. I was going to do it after that, but yes, yes, we can do it after. Yes. So the rest of the scripture, which I was going to do after we did the burning bowl ceremony, but the rest of the scripture says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As we release what is holding us back, you will automatically walk into it because you've given it over to God. You've given that block over to God. And when you release what blocks the light, what happens? The light shines through, right? If, you're, if your window is dirty and you clean it, the light shines through. Our lenses of how we see ourselves, see the world, see what's going on, that's the window of your consciousness. When you release it, and purify your thoughts. You walk into that last piece. Let's read that where it says, then you. Let's read it together. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That was what we were going to say after the burning bulb. But we'll, we'll, thank you for that. We'll do it now, following God. Okay, so go into your heart. I think that was all of it. Yep, that's all of it. Close your eyes. You can if you want, yeah. <clears throat> Nicholas is going to play a little bit of music. I want you to feel it as you feel the presence coming over you. There's something that has been blocking you from being that perfect expression of God this year. Or that it may have come up this year to block you from being the perfect expression of God. Allow yourself to release that. And ask, what is this, God? What do I need to release? And when you're ready, you can write it down on your paper. What do I need to release? And as you write it, affirm, I release it. going to light this fire, symbolizing the fire that purifies through the power of divine love all that blocks you from being in the presence of God.
And then when you're ready, you can come on up. And as you put the, the paper into the fire, say, I release that which no longer serves me. And then thank God. just as fast as this paper catches on and just that's the same thing that's happening to us because we willed it to be solved got it or at least I thank you God you're welcome no longer serves me thank you God no but I'll say it And, okay, got it. So as we're releasing this and celebrating ourselves, preparing for a new life to go into a new year, I heard that there's a couple here that's going into a new year, um, the 49 years, how many years is it? Yeah. 49 on the 27. Let's just give them a hand of applause. So they're walking into a new expression of that union. That's perfect. That's beautiful. Okay. So let's just close our eyes real, real quickly. I just want us all to affirm in spirit. Put your hand over your heart. And know that God holds you and purifies through divine, the power of divine pure love, that which no longer serves you. And just like the flash paper, it is burned away from you to purify even more brightly the sacred Christ consciousness and the sacred Christ man and woman that you are. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.